This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. We're marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Mark and Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 528, and I am one of the hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BTTG161. Chris will not be joining us again, unfortunately, at Chris Sweendog on Twitter, though. Uh, and Dave will be joining us in a bit. Follow him at Dave the Rave underscore M O. And collectively, you could follow us on Twitter at Marking Out, Instagram Marking Out Eleven. That's the same as YouTube. Uh, we have a bunch of uh, socials you could follow us on. You probably know them already. Um, I'm doing awesome as always. And what an interesting week! Last week, I, I spoke about grilling burgers in the nice 60-degree weather, the, the winter March month. This week, it snowed. It was just like a little reminder that it's like, hey, by the way, we're going to gonna have to have snow this week. It didn't stick or anything, luckily, but still snow. Um, but I ended up getting Chinese food. I remember last week's episode, <laughs> I said I was craving lo mein, and I got it, but it wasn't so good. Um, but I ended up going down a rabbit hole of cooking videos and I ended up cooking. I made chicken soup from scratch, uh, which I've done a bunch of times, but I made matzo balls from scratch as well. And I've never done that. And I thought it was gonna be a lot harder than it was. It was super simple, very, very easy. And I, I thought there was no way I was going to get like restaurant quality in the way they look, I guess they're, they're a little rough on the edges, but still it was really good. Um, and I'm happy I made them and I'll definitely make them again. It was so easy to make. Um, uh, but I also took food out from the cheesecake factory again. I tried their new fried cauliflower tacos and I liked them, but there was no reason for them to be fried cauliflower. It was too, it was too oily, too greasy. And I wished it was grilled chicken instead. And I don't think it was worth the $15 price tag, but they were good. They just shouldn't have been like deep fried cauliflower. I could have done with something else. I understand it's like a vegetarian dish or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's a full on vegetarian. I don't know how that works with vegetarians and vegans. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was basically my week. There was a pay per view gimmick, a uh, an Impact Plus special event. That I didn't really get to see because it just wasn't working when I went to go watch it. But we saw the Decay pick up the victory over Reno Scum. It was sacrificed, by the way. Uh, Tennille Dashwood and Caleb with a K picked up the victory over Havoc and Nevaeh. Violent by Design defeated Chris Sabin and James Storm. Eddie Edwards defeated Brian Myers in a hold harmless match. Uh, the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Champion successfully retained Fire and Flavor, defeated Jordan Grace and Jazz. New X Division Champion, though, Ace Austin surprisingly picked up the victory over TJP. I didn't think Ace Austin was going to win that title there, but he had, I guess, the most... I mean, no, he didn't really have that much momentum going into it, but he had the cup. So I'm happy to see what he does with the X Division Championship. 
Deanna Perrazzo successfully retained the Impact Knockouts Championship against ODB. And thank God the Impact World Tag Team Championships were on the line. Finn Juice, New Japan Pro Wrestling's own David Finley and Juice Robinson picked up the victory over the good brothers Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson to become the new Impact World Tag Team Champions. I am so happy with this result and I hope it's somewhat like the Street Profits when they went to Evolve. Main event saw a title unification match of the Impact World Championship and the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Rich Swan, who was the Impact Champion, defeated Moose, who was the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. So Rich Swan is now the unified Impact Champion. I don't know what they're calling it just yet. Um, but I can only imagine it's going to be him losing the title to Kenny Omega at Rebellion, I think. I'm not positive. But as far as impact goes this week, Finn Juice picked up the victory over Triple XL. Not much really happened here, but the Good Brothers came out afterwards. They wanted a rematch. Finn Juice agreed, and they announced that they're going back to Japan. So the match will take place in April. I think that's, I mean, well, we don't know what when in April. It could be like two weeks from now. It's not going to be like the 30-day gap. So at least there's that. But the Good Brothers attacked Finn Juice. Finn Juice escaped. And uh, later on, they yelled at Scott Demore, And uh, that, was, that was it. Tommy Dreamer walked in and confronted Scott Demore. First mentioning that Impact no longer has tag team titles because they're going back to New Japan. Whether or not they're defended there, I don't know. That'd be cool, though. Scott then puts Tommy in charge of booking Hardcore Justice, which airs the same day or night as WrestleMania. I don't know if that's the smartest thing. I don't know. A lot of people are like, that's like the smartest thing in an era like this. And it's like, I don't know how many eyes are going to be going off of WrestleMania to tune into Hardcore Justice, but Tommy Dreamer nonetheless already had some ideas flowing in his head and on paper as well, so what that will be, we don't know just yet. Next match, though, was Rhino defeating Jake something. I don't know what the hell happened at the pay-per-view that Rhino is with Violent by Design, but Rhino is with Violent by Design now. And uh, we saw Chris Sabin, James Storm fight ringside with Violent by Design, but it was pretty much just a gore to end the match. And then they all brawled afterwards with Violent by Design coming out on top. Another match, we saw Rohit Raju pick up the victory over Shira. Rohit used the ropes and cheated to win, but this match got me thinking I would not mind seeing Shira take that impact championship from Kenny Omega. If he wins that title, I know I want, um, uh, Madman Fulton to maybe pick up that championship as well, but I don't quite see him taking it from Kenny Omega. And if they build Shira as like a top baby face, I think that's a hundred percent somebody who could take that title from Kenny, whether or not it turns out to be anybody except for rich Swan. We'll see. If, of course, Kenny wins that title. But speaking of Rich Swan, we saw Rich Swan and Willie Mack backstage. Willie Mack congratulated him on winning the title. 
Swan then turned down Willie Mack's offer of partying to go to the ring. And he brings up January and how Kenny Omega pinned him once before. And how the outcome of their match coming up will be completely different. Then Don Callis made his way out, hugged Rich Swan before saying Kenny Omega is just plain better. I found this segment to be boring, but um, yeah, that's that's the championship there. Next segment, though, we saw Matt Cardona and Eddie Edwards backstage, and uh, Brian Myers walked in, spoke to, uh, or just wasn't having it at all, just the fact that Matt and Eddie were there, and Matt tried to calm him down. Brian said that Impact was his place, and Matt doesn't need to be there. Impact does not need Matt. So I'm wondering if we're going to be seeing a loser leaves Impact match, perhaps. Because I could definitely see Matt Cardona losing a loser leaves Impact match. Uh, Havoc and Nevea teamed up with ODB and Alicia, as well as Jordan Grace and Jazz to pick up the victory over Tennille, Deanna Perrazzo, Fire and Flava, Kimberly and Susan. With the exception of Rosemary, this was the knockouts division. Why are there tag team titles? This match was the knockouts division. There's no tag teams. In this, there's well, there's one tag team, there's two tag teams, there's three tag teams, and four. What are the singles competitors? One, two, three, four? That doesn't make sense. The match itself, though, I thought was a mess. The referee had no control. And I think my favorite thing from this was Tennille just not caring. She was doing a photo shoot instead of the match. I thought that was funny. Uh, we saw Ace, Ace Austin get interviewed. Chris Bay cuts it off and said that he wants a shot. Josh Alexander cuts that off and says he's des- he's deserving of a shot. Then ultimately gets cut off by TJP. TJP gets a rematch next week. He skips the line. Main event saw Sammy Callahan pick up the victory over Trey Miguel. Sammy Callahan controlled a majority of the match, so it's no surprise that he won, but I don't understand why it was so one-sided here. Outside of some hardcore match, I don't know what they, what more could they do with this feud, but that was the main event of Impact Going back a day for AEW Dark Elevation, I was going to talk about Elevation and the first episode, but the show just ended up being too damn long. It was two hours, the crowd was dead, and honestly, I think the only reason to watch Elevation is to hear Big Show and Tony Schiavone on commentary. I thought Big Show did a fantastic job, but the show being almost or over two hours is just absurd. The only difference between Elevation and Dark is the commentary team. You still have the top stars on Elevation. You still have the top stars on Dark. What is the taping schedule for Dynamite like? Are people sitting through five hours of wrestling? Or or six hours of wrestling? I don't understand. Um... But AEW Dynamite takes place this past week. Cody picks up the victory over Penta. 
I don't think Cody should have won this. Uh, and I absolutely hate that he wasn't selling that shoulder injury. And it's it's not just Cody. A lot of people these days. Why bother having the shoulder taped up if they're not going to sell it? This match in particular, though, Penta snaps Cody's arm. His bad arm. And Cody's magically able to roll him up to win with the arm. Made no sense. Penta continues his attack on Cody's shoulder afterwards, though. Arn Anderson gets in the ring and does nothing. Penta only stopped when Dustin um, and the Gun Club chased him off. QT Marshall, by the way, popped big time on uh, Elevation when Tony Schiavone pronounced QT Marshall as Marshall instead of Marshall. Because that's what we knew him as on the independent scene. But he was flipping back and forth between that. But anyway, on Dynamite, QT Marshall leisurely makes his way out to check on Cody. So it's still like that thin line of if he's with the Nightmare family or if he's not with them. After that, the Young Bucks spoke about Ray Phoenix and Pac. Don Callis interrupts it to basically... um, He gives them a a, uh, no-leg slap shirt, which is just so goofy. It's because of WWE. It's the WWE thing. The news came out last week or whatever that WWE is banning leg slaps. That's not the case. They've been using them weekly. It's been on Raw, SmackDown, NXT. But Don Callis is in a high-up position of Impact Wrestling. Could you imagine if Vince McMahon started holding a shirt or, or gave somebody a shirt that said ref's discretion or something? I thought that was so goofy, but Don Callis cuts the Young Bucks down and said that they're not even close to being how they once were in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Might be true. Might be true. Next match, great match. Jade Cargill picks up the victory over Danny Jordan. Uh, Jade, I think, is an incredible athlete, and it shows. Uh, It was over very quickly, so it was just a showcase match for Jade Cargill. And they're continuing the feud with Red Velvet as afterwards Red Velvet seemed pissed off and Jade kind of got in her face and uh, Red Velvet was held back. We saw the Pinnacle make their uh, name debut here. Um, To me though, it seems like they are more like the Dangerous Alliance cosplaying as the Horseman with a little bit of evolution sprinkled in for this MJF promo. MJF breaking it down though, breaking the pinnacle down. He said his day one goal was to destroy the inner circle and eventually build a stable even stronger than the inner circle. I thought it was a great promo. I thought it was a bit weird for MJF to mention FTR's WWE title history. He mentioned that FTR is the only tag team in history to be Grand Slam tag team champions which is not the case because the Street Profits are as well. But the Pinnacle wanted the Inner Circle's locker room later on, and they took it. Overall, uh, I'm not not incredibly sold on the name The Pinnacle just yet. They're not at the Pinnacle level at all. But I'm definitely looking forward to it because I like everybody in this group. 
And I like the fact that they were a strong, dominant faction that started last week. I said it last week. This is now the storyline in in AEW. After that, we saw Matt Hardy, Private Party, The Butcher. Private Party. That sounded weird. Uh, The Butcher and The Blade pick up the victory over Jurassic Express in Bear Country. So they did the, the cluster gimmick at first, but eventually everything got under control. Matt Hardy picked up the victory. Not really anything much to say about that match. We saw Christian backstage where he finally spoke. Basically said that he needs to work his way up and earn his spot. But he also put Kenny Omega on notice. John Moxley and Eddie Kingston pick up the victory over the Good Brothers. Earlier in the night we saw Kingston and Moxley basically kind of just make fun of the Good Brothers. Uh, And the Good Brothers, because of that, attacked Eddie Kingston during his entrance. Moxley made the save. Uh, There's been a bunch of build to this match. And it ended with John Moxley rolling Anderson up. I I wasn't a fan of that. I wanted more fire from John Moxley. I wanted more fire from Eddie Kingston instead of jokes. But that's what happened. Afterwards, the Good Brothers beat John Moxley down. Kenny Omega, oh God, oh God. Kenny Omega comes dancing out with a chair, snapping his fingers like he's Spider-Man from that terrible Spider-Man film. They beat Eddie Kingston down. They smash his ankle in the chair, which I did not think was going to happen. Uh, the Young Bucks run down to uh, stop them. And they didn't too sweet them. But they left John Moxley there, who eventually like hulked up and chased everybody off with a chair. But the bigger storyline there is that the, the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega wanted a too sweet from, from the Young Bucks, and the Young Bucks just walked off instead. They held their head down. So there's tension in the maybe Bullet Club. The Elite. Sting and Darby Allen were to be interviewed next. Uh, I don't know why they're advertising... Well, no, I know why they're advertising Sting every week because they think he's a draw. I'm not saying he's not a draw, but uh, to have him be interviewed every week is, I think, ridiculous. Uh, but Darby Allen spoke about being TNT champion and barely defending it. The fans go wild for it. And Darby's like, no, 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 It's a joke. So they're becoming self-aware in that sense. But Darby wanted to pay tribute to the best TNT champion, the greatest TNT champion, that being Brody Lee. And he went to challenge a member of the Dark Order, just issue an open challenge to them. And it gets cut off by Lance Archer. Lance Archer wants a shot, basically. He leaves. Team Taz then cuts cuts it off. Brian Cage steps up to say that he respects Sting. And what Ricky Stark said about Sting not being an icon is completely wrong. Taz yells at Brian Cage, and Brian Cage pushed his way through, the, through Team Taz. So there seems to be trouble in Team Taz there. But there's literally no reason for Sting to have been there. I understand that it was set up for the Team Taz stuff, but there was no reason for Sting to be there. That could have been a backstage segment. Later on, the Dark Order spoke about who should take the the challenge from Darby Allen, and Johnny uh, Johnny Silver was nominated by Alex Reynolds. 
So next week on Dynamite, we're going to be seeing uh, John Silver versus Darby Allen for the TNT Championship. They aired a vignette with Scorpio Sky. I don't think this was effective, but I hope we do see more from Scorpio Sky and he eventually ends up in a title scene again where he actually wins the title this time. Uh, Matchup next, Ray Phoenix picks up the victory over Angelico. I, I, it was just a showcase for, for Phoenix. I don't think he needed a match like that right now. I think we, we're already at that stage where we know Ray Phoenix is the one of the greatest luchadors of all time right now. So, I, it just wasn't necessary. But we saw Miro and Kip Sabian backstage. Kip ends up saying that Penelope Ford is injured now because of what Miro did and uh, whether or not he meant it or not. And Miro fights back saying the worst thing for your career is to have your wife ringside. He only cares about winning. All he wants is winning. And then they accepted Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy's challenge to their video game match. Main event was that unsanctioned lights out match. Thunder Rosa, I would say maybe surprisingly, picks up the victory over Britt Baker here. I thought this match was incredible. It was the first time women main evented on Dynamite, which is absolutely not a surprise. Um, the match starts with Rebel attacking Thunder Rosa with the crutch, so she was involved throughout that whole match. By the end of the match, both of them were super bloodied. Thunder Rosa busted open from a curb stop on the steel steps. Britt Baker with a drop kick to a ladder uh, to her face. And then we saw Britt Baker get powerbombed onto the thumbtacks, which she introduced into the match. And the match basically ends with the fire thunder driver through a table off the apron. She gets back into the ring for that pin. Everybody is talking about this match. I thought, like I said, I thought it was great. Um, a lot of people are saying it was a game-changing match for AEW. We obviously don't know if that's true yet, and I hope it is. I hope, like, their women's division, I'd say, is infamously terribly booked. So hopefully, because of how good this match was, we'll see more of it. I think a lot of that women's tournament was good that we just saw. So... Hopefully this does stuff uh, positively for AEW. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it happens. That is AEW Dynamite, though. We are going to take a quick little break and hear a word from our sponsor over at Manscaped.com. And we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Support for Marking Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it. Dave's done it. Brandon's never done it. You're down there. You, sh- you know, shave it up, making sure everything looks clean and fresh, and you get a nick. Get a little cutsky there, and it stinks. It's no, it, it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months 
perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. So essentially, it's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. And they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Because we all know that Brandon's gonna need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. So that way, you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7000 RPM motor with quiet shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So that way I can charge my lawnmower 3.0, my camera batteries, and my phone all on the same shelf. Huzzah! If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's one for this uh, read, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's two for this read, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for this read. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner to be fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off and free shipping. That's now four for this read. Don't forget to sauce it. Back here on Marking Out, episode 528. Uh, Definitely head over to manscaped.com. Use the code regardless. Get that 20% off and free shipping. There's so much stuff you could purchase there. Even a t-shirt. Just just use the code regardless. We're going to bring on Dave now. Dave, how you doing? Hey, that is a... that's that's me doing good what's up not much at all how was your week you know my week felt so 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 dragging i thought you were gonna say your week felt sick (laughs) oh my god it felt so (laughs) sick no it it just felt like it was almost never ending at moments like it was weird like some moments went by so quick and then there were other moments that just dragged. Like whenever I have uh, a low caseload where patients are canceling due to rain and stuff like that, the day tends to drag. That's what I uh, spoke about earlier in the show. Goddamn snow. <laughs> yeah. It was perfect week out last week. Boom. Snow. And then this, yeah, that like patients end up canceling, you know, they, they, end up having arthritis pain and this and that. So they don't feel comfortable coming in during the rain and the snow. So they end up canceling. So the downside of that is that the day just ends up going so slow on those days. I hope Uh, I never get to that point. Like I'm in like super massive amounts of pain every mm -hmm. day, but I don't ever want to cancel a doctor appointment because of that. Yeah. I mean, and it's a lot of it, like, it's very common to have joint pain uh, during the change of weather when it's really, really cold outside. Yeah. Uh, when it's snowing. And it's one of those things where it's kind of funny because you always hear when you're growing up and whatever, like you always hear someone say, oh, I know it's going to rain because my back is killing me. Or I think I think Rugrats might have 
used to do that bit. I'm not positive, but really, it, it like, used to, it was something a show definitely that we grew up watching used to do that. Huh. Well, and the thing is, it's totally accurate and normal. Uh, so yeah, that ended up causing it to drag a bit. But then there were moments where it was just ba 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 ba, just like one after the other after the other, where before you know it, the day is over. But yeah, you know, having a lot of interesting uh, patients coming in, some CVA, uh, Parkinson's disease, you know, a lot of interesting cases, but keeping me busy, keeping me busy. And I'm guessing, as always, you were awesome, as always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's get on to the important stuff of this podcast let's get on to some sports entertainment let's talk about some monday night raw monday night nitro which uh it was confirmed before monday night raw that bobby lashley versus Drew mcintyre will be taking place at wrestlemania i don't uh, that's the match that obviously that's where I saw it going, but I don't know how it got there. It did not make sense that that was the announced match before Monday Night Raw. So, what do you mean you didn't understand how it got there? Because it like there wasn't anything, there wasn't enough for between McIntyre and Lashley for them to be like, oh, by the way, this is a hundred percent confirmed the match. I think that there was a good amount there. McIntyre I mean, McIntyre was feuding with Sheamus and still is. Well, that's the that's the wild card. I I think, I, it's, I think it's because t- tickets were supposed to go on sale Tuesday for WrestleMania. It didn't happen till Friday, but oh, interesting. I don't know. I think that there was enough there for Lashley and McIntyre to be built up for WrestleMania. But like you said, with the Sheamus, that's where like it's just a wild card where. You, you don't know how Sheamus is going to fit into it. No, we don't know how Brock Lesnar's going to fit into this. <laughs> well, I mean, he's supposed to return on Sunday, right? I don't think it's, like, supposed to. I don't know if that's what people are saying. But that's true. That's it's not supposed to. It's like thing. it is taking place 100%. The most logical thing would be Brock Lesnar on Sunday, and then it's a triple threat. But No, uh, I mean, our, our according to our sources, we can 100% confirm that. Our source is the mall, so... Uh, yes and it tells us all of our wwe information yeah monday night raw opens up with bobby lashley saying that he's going to defeat drew mcintyre wrestlemania it lures out the miz miz tries to get himself inserted into the wrestlemania match mcintyre comes out gets in bobby lashley's face and says that he's gonna pick up the victory at wrestlemania Lashley attacks Drew McIntyre, Miz jumps in, and Sheamus jumps Bobby Lashley. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I Hey, if Sheamus finds his way to get into this, I'm not mad. Um, I don't think I will be either, but Drew McIntyre picks up the victory over the Miz. Uh, I think the main thing to mention from this was Bobby Lashley. Um, not Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre using the hurt lock to make Miz tap. Uh-huh. I really liked that. I totally agree with you. Um, sure. we saw Braun Strowman call Shane McMahon out, challenge him to a match on Monday Night Raw. Shane 
now 100% officially calling him stupid. Even more so than that, that segment after the ambulance drove away last week. And Shane McMahon accepts it. It's a match made for later on. But then, um, is this match canceled already? We don't know. Well, no, because this match... Well, I guess we should just say it now. Later on, it was supposed to take place. Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon ends up not happening because Shane teases Braun Strowman before the match. Braun ends up catching him, but Shane smashed a camera into Braun's head. He ends up elbow dropping him through the table, dumps slime over Braun Strowman for some reason. Like Nickelodeon Studios, one of the best tasting things I've ever had, Nickelodeon Slime. What? But, uh, what? Why what? How did you do that? I got slimed at Nickelodeon Studios. There's no way you don't know this. There's Why no do I... way you don't know this. Dude, look who you're talking to. No, there's no way you don't know this. Yes, but how? But the, the question is, there's no way yet you don't remember this. Right. I barely remember what I did the other day. Yeah, so when I was younger, obviously, because Nickelodeon Studios doesn't exist there anymore. So like 30, um, like 38 years ago? Yeah, 38. I might have been 10 years old. Oh, so 36. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm a negative age right now. <laughs> but at, we we were there once before and we knew that they picked somebody from the audience to, to get slimed. My older brother, Jared, who has orange hair just like me, asked the guy as we were walking in, hey, can I get slimed? Can I be the one that gets slimed? And the guy goes, yes, sit on the end. So he sits on the end, and when it came time to, to get slimed, I was near the end as well. The guy picked me, somebody else picked me, and uh, I guess because I had orange hair as well sitting near the end and I was looked younger. So I got slimed at Nickelodeon Studios. That's very and impressive. It was delicious. Very impressive. Yeah. Um but uh yeah that match is taking place at Fastlane so far with an asterisk. Mm-hmm. We clearly we assume it's gonna be WrestleMania. So something's gonna happen at, at Fastlane. Yeah, hopefully it's hopefully it's for WrestleMania with I don't want to see any other wrestler involved in this, but I, I would want it to be at, at Universal Studios. That match has to take place right outside of, right, right where it is, right where Nickelodeon Studios was. It was, uh, I think, it's the Blue Man Group Theater right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so huh. that's definitely not going to happen. But they're in Tampa; it's pretty close to Orlando. Ah, true. Uh, but after that, we saw Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke backstage talking to Bad and Blonde, which gets cut off by R-Truth, who was dressed like Stone Cold Steve Austin to celebrate 316, which was the day after. Mm-hmm. So it was a funny segment. But it leads into Mandy and Dana's match defeating Bad and Blonde. But Asuka returns during this. And... Shayna Baszler was out there doing commentary, I believe. She goes to attack Asuka. Asuka puts her down. Dana Brooke makes the blind tag. Um, 
I think the time that Mandy Rose spent inside the ring after the blind tag should have gotten her disqualified. Mm-hmm. But uh, outside of that, there's not much to say for that. It was just the big return of Asuka. Yeah, and uh, the big return of her teeth as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After that, we saw the New Day become the new Raw Tag Team Champions, I think. Are they now the most decorated tag team in WWE history? Um, 11-time I'm, champions, I'm not sure. I don't know, but they're up there. It was a good match. I was not expecting New Day to win this at all. Good match, yes. Outcome, boo! <laughs> Why? Why? Why are we taking a championship away from the great Shelton? Why are we doing this right before a pay-per-view? Why are we doing this on the road to WrestleMania? Why? Would you have been more okay with this happening on at Fastlane? No, dude. Leave Shelton alone. Well, then the next thing couldn't have happened, which is also kind of weird, but AJ Styles and Amos come out, and AJ said that he's never been tag team champion before. It's the one championship that he needs to become a Grand Slam champion in WWE, and they challenge the New Day for the titles at WrestleMania, and New Day accept. And you know what? I think. You know, he could easily have defeated Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. because that's heel versus heel, and that's not a thing. Dude, Shelton Benjamin is not a heel. He is the face of the people. Don't forget that. Um, But we saw backstage Miz and John Morrison run into Bad Bunny and Damian Priest, which the road just seems like WrestleMania there for them. But R-Truth tried to sneak up on Bad Bunny. Damian Priest stops him. And R-Truth said that he wants the 24-7 championship back. And he traded Bad Bunny the Smoking Skulls title for the 24-7 championship. Then he gave him a few few, uh, extra cool, like, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin gear, too. Yeah. It was kind of disappointing, but it gets the title out of the WrestleMania match, so I assume that's going to happen. You know, Bad Bad Bunny could have done the job. Just say. Yeah. Uh... Finger poke of doom could have done the job. Obviously, Bad Bunny is uh, going Hulk Hogan status and uh, taking his ball home. And uh, yeah, he traded it, whatever he wanted out. I guess <laughs> he didn't want to look over his shoulder anymore. But and then we saw. I, I I did like that. Once our truth won, everybody came chasing after him. Yeah, because he doesn't have Damian Priest to back him up. Yeah, and I still don't under. I was expecting Damian Priest to attack him right after, but what else? We saw Damian Priest defeat Jackson Riker in a very quick match, uh, which led to Elias attacking Damian Priest afterwards, and he tried to use his guitar, but Bad Bunny took it away. Elias goes to slam him, he gets out. Priest takes Elias out. John Morrison comes down, distracts both of them. Miz from behind, lightly taps Bad Bunny with the guitar. 
Yeah, wasn't even even a real hit. You know? Which I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean... Come on, Be- Beetlejuice like... did it. Yeah, Beetle- well, Beetlejuice took the hit. I think it's a lot different, though. Is I it? I feel like Beetlejuice is, is willing to do more... And Bad Bunny has a status a lot higher than Beetlejuice. Oh, come on. You don't get higher than Beetlejuice. Well, right. I mean... Okay, maybe you do. Um, but we saw later on another video uh, package for Rhea Ripley. Like I said, I don't... I really don't think she's making Mania this year. It wouldn't make sense to me if she didn't i mean so what we're gonna air ed we're gonna air a hype video for her for the next what do we have four weeks um yeah pretty much so we're at for four weeks we're just gonna air hype videos well like maybe what is it is it the yeah the the ninth the tenth and eleventh yeah um I don't know, cause I don't know. I, I, I don't. We don't know what's happening with that Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. True. But after that, we saw Alexa Bliss challenge Randy Orton to a match at, or to take her out at Fastlane. Randy Orton accepted. So right now, it's scheduled on the book. Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton at Fastlane. And we don't know how that's going to turn out, but it should be very entertaining. All signs point to The Fiend. Yeah, I think that it is the appropriate time for The Fiend to appear. Um, Yeah, that that is something that I am really excited for, and especially to see what this new reincarnation of The Fiend is going to look like after that we did see oscar pick up the victory over Shayna baszler um oscar did that uh that pin that Kyrie is way overdone that the the reversal out of the kira fuda clutch that, oh that, I, it, that is. Just... it but is they they continued after that and the the referee stopped oscar from stomping Shayna's mouth I would love to know what the count is for the amount of times that Baszler lost a match by that pin. It's been more. It's been a few times. But yeah, but I don't. Was that the end of the match? Uh, I don't remember if it was. I kind of think it was because then after Oscar wanted her to bite the turnbuckle. Yeah, she took the. The mouth guard out and had the exposed turnbuckle, but the referee stopped. And she had her bite in it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, very, very cool uh, to see Asuka back in action. At least at least this kind of, I don't want to say confirms, but it kind of puts us a little bit at ease about that entire concussion aspect. You well, know? She was out long enough, I think, like the two-week protocol. Yeah, but even still, a concussion, I mean, you can be out. Look at how long Alexa Bliss was out for. You can be out for months. Right. So for her to be back this quickly, at least it could put all of us fans at a little bit of comfort level. 
But next up, you had Riddle pick up the victory over Mustafa Ali to retain the championship. Um, Great swinging neck breaker from Ali off the apron to the floor. Mm-hmm. I like that. But we saw T-Bar distract the referee when Ali had the pin. Matt Riddle reverses it into the bro. Derek picks up the victory there. And uh, maybe we'll see Ali eventually snap on T-Bar? I... One of the two is going to be taking place. We Either Ali is going to go crazy on one of them, or all of them are going to just leave him. And then he walks alone. You know... That's the only thing I could really see taking place, no? I, yeah. I definitely see that happening. But, yeah. We saw Drew McIntyre speak about what MVP had said earlier on. Um, but McIntyre doesn't think that MVP will deliver on his guarantees. I don't know if this was a shot at AEW or not, but he mentioned sparks flying and not delivering on guarantees. Oh, <laughs> I, I didn't get what you're telling me when you said that. Huh? That's very interesting. And I'm going to say, yes, that is a, a shot fired. No, I don't know. But if it was, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, let's face it. If there was going to be shots fired, I could definitely see McIntyre be the one to be doing it. And it's a subtle thing. If it was, it was subtle. It's not like Don Callis handing over a shirt to the Young Bucks that say no uh, thigh slaps or whatever. Mm -hmm. But we saw Bobby Lashley defeat Sheamus, where I did not even realize at this point that this was the main event. But wow. it was a hard-hitting match. I liked, I liked this match. I thought Sheamus with that 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 modified clover leaf was good. What was it like a clover leaf and a like a maybe a crossface in there too? If I'm not mistaken, oh maybe I don't remember. But Sheamus went for a bro kick and Lashley intercepted it with a spear, which was a nice counter. Yeah, it wasn't. Really, and I don't know. It wasn't a. It it just looked like an impactful spear, but it wasn't an over over extreme spear. You know, an over extreme. I don't know. I don't know how to. It wasn't like he didn't do anything crazy to sell it or anything. It was just a hard spear. Yeah, and then Lashley locked Sheamus in the hurt lock afterwards. McIntyre gets in the ring, hits him with the Claymore. But he also didn't make the save. I thought for sure he was going to make the save for Sheamus, but he didn't. He slowly got into the ring. Instead of getting into the ring to get him off of Sheamus, he just slowly and gradually got into the ring, which I thought was kind of Well, they have a match, a no-holds-barred match that works for his favor. Yeah, that's true. Moving to NXT, we saw Finn Balor open the show, basically saying that he's defeated 
everyone to retain the the NXT championship. Now he's moving on to Karrion Cross, which brings out Karrion Cross. Um, I think it's about time that this match happens, mm-hmm. and it's taking place at Takeover Stand and Deliver. Um, but we saw Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch come out to hype up Pete Dunne and say Pete Dunne should be the next challenger. Scarlet somehow convinces them to put the tag team titles up uh, against Finn Balor and Karrion Cross. That's the main event of, of NXT. Yeah. Next Dexter, up, yeah. Yeah, Dexter Loomis pick up the victory over Austin Theory. Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae were at home this week. They uh, did not even let Austin Theory know. <laughs> People are assuming that they were maybe some of the COVID-related uh, cases, but we don't know. Uh, but Dexter Loomis eventually offers Austin Theory his hand to where it maybe looked like a truce. And Theory instantly like hugs Dexter Loomis. He's as happy as can be. But he goes for silence instead of, like, accepting the hug. Theory gets out of it, goes to put him in that TKO, and gets put back into it. And uh, Austin Theory passes out. Yeah, I... You you can't help but feel bad for Austin Theory on this one. (laughs) The guy just... I don't know, he... It's... He's so vulnerable right now, and just awful. Indy Hartwell put out a tweet of uh, Loomis putting Austin Theory in the in the silence and wrote something like goals or I wish. Something along the lines that made it seem like she wanted to be in Austin Theory's position. I think that she is one of the most funny thing, uh, wrestlers to watch on NXT right now. Her and Theory. Um, after that, though, we saw Adam Cole yell at Kyle O'Reilly um, for for last week. He calls him out, but William Regal came out and said that Kyle O'Reilly's not medically cleared, and he wasn't medically cleared last week. Kyle O'Reilly appears on the screen, kind of threatens Adam Cole to where I think maybe it could be leading to a cinematic match between the two of them, because... Mm-hmm. It was Kyle O'Reilly. Um, who delivered the the "Not if I find him first line? It was Adam Cole, right? Yes. And then Adam Cole went looking for Kyle O'Reilly, and cut to later on, we see Kyle O'Reilly being arrested while Adam Cole was handcuffed. Kyle apparently tried to run him off the road, and William Regal just hopes that the police drop it and. <laughs> And that they'll both be at the the Capital Wrestling Center next week. A lot of NXT madness. So I don't. Maybe we will get a cinematic match between them. I don't know what kind of cinematic match it would necessarily be. Maybe it'll just be a straight, normal, one on one. Maybe a no holds barred, something like that. Mm-hmm. Backstage, though, we saw Shotzi, Blackheart, and Ember Moon being interviewed that gets cut off by the Robert Stone brand. They challenge them for the women's tag team titles, and they accept it. So I think that's going to be taking place next week on NXT. 
Yeah, it seems like they keep on putting a lot of championship matches on NXT. Um, I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. Uh, we see Legato Del Fantasma defeat Brizango. I liked that commentary built up Brizango by mentioning that Fandango's WrestleMania debut was his first or his, his first win on the main roster was at WrestleMania. And it was, was his first his debut. It was yeah, it was his first match. That was a doozy to say. Yeah, yeah. WrestleMania 29, he defeated Chris Jericho. Yeah. And I like them also building up Tyler Breeze and mentioning the fact that he faced Jushin Liger at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Everybody forgets that match. That was such a great match. And I just happened to be at both of them. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. But I, I like this match between Legato and Brizango. Yeah, I agree. You agree that I liked it? Yeah. You know, I <laughs> you, you start to but really I, know someone. To a point where when you start to watch it, you're like, wow, Brandon definitely likes this. Afterwards, though, we saw Santos Escobar call out Jordan Devlin. We know Jordan Devlin was there. We knew he was coming. Santos told Jordan Devlin to wrap up his business in the UK and then face him at NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. And then Devlin took Escobar out. He didn't just take him out. He whacked him with that headbutt. That was like a, a sick headbutt, yeah. Yeah, it reminded me of like a, like an inflatable blow-up uh, punching bag or something. <laughs> you know, where you hit it and then it just bounces back at you. Like the way that he just like leaned all the way back and then just launched himself forward. Yeah. Yeah. We saw a video package. I really think it's pronounced as uh, sorry. Uh, Don't worry about it. It's okay. But it's official. She's finally coming to NXT. This was supposed to happen last year. Then everything with COVID happened. And her move from Japan to the United States was delayed. Mm -hmm. Which is crazy that it was delayed more than a year. But she's been in Japan... um, She's been wrestling since she was 15 years old. Wow. How old and is she? This is considered a pretty big signing. How old is she now? I want to say 24. Oh, wow. Yeah. Already a vet. Yeah. And uh, so she'll make her debut. She's coming for Io Shirai, I think. Whether or not that's true, I watched a YouTube video of her. She, she claims she wants the best. She wants to... I think she said she wants the champion. Hey, sign me up for WrestleMania. Uh, well, it's definitely not going to be at WrestleMania, but <laughs> take over, take over. Uh, but we saw pictures of Cameron Grimes on vacation. Uh, he's probably just going to end up losing all his money, like we've said. Yep, he's heading to that poor bank very soon. They released a video, uh, not a video. A pic. One of the pictures was of him swimming with dolphins. And it looked like as if he was on the Nirvana album cover. Yeah. <laughs> no, it would be funny if he, if they do have him lose all of his money, but then he realizes that he got his stimulus check and he didn't cash it. And then he cash, puts his stimulus check into GameStop or something else and ends up becoming a millionaire again. He's going to buy uh, whatever those new 
Bitcoin. Bitcoin images are or whatever. I don't get that. <laughs> I, I don't understand it. There's it's not only images, it's it's also music, I think. What is it? Uh, NFT? Kings of Leon, I think they said it's got a music CD or I don't know. Like I, mean, I, I saw Leon, I, I saw Elon Musk doing stuff about NFT. I, I saw somebody sold a compilation of their farts via that. Eighty five dollars. That's Brandon. Where did we go wrong? I don't know. I have no idea. Could you imagine you're just sitting there? Well, that's eighty five dollars right there. Eighty five bucks, and not only that, you have to pay me to hear that. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) and then what about the artwork that people are selling? Yeah, I don't. I mean, that it makes more sense, but I still don't understand it. I. There's a lot taking place right now that I really don't understand. I yeah, think that's it's, like it's I just feel like the internet definition of boomer when I talk about stuff like that because I yeah. have no idea what any of that stuff is or means. Seriously, I mean, even on the Grammys, there was a musician that I had no clue who. I hear her name, but I really don't know her at all. It's Dua Lipa, I bet. No, her, her, um, I'm a big fan of her. I know her. Megan, I know Megan the Stallion. Yeah, her. I have no clue who she is. Same thing with Dojo Cat. Dojo Cat, yeah. Yeah, no clue at all. Look at that. I'm still more hip than you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, but after that match, uh, after the, the Cameron Grimes gimmick, we saw Dakota Kai pick up the victory over Zoe Stark, which I think was great. In the fact that we saw. We we were so disappointed in the first half of Harvest Io Shirai. Yeah, this I thought showed none of that. Hey, it could have just been a little bit of nerves. And I thought it was really cool. We we got shades of Shelton Benjamin and Shawn Michaels here. Zoe Stark goes for that springboard. Dakota Kai hits that super kick. I thought this was really good, and I enjoyed this. Yeah, I totally agree. And like I said, like well, like the both of us said. It could have just been that nerves, and now that, and then the second half of that one match, she got all of that out there, and now she's doing a good job. After that, though, we saw Io Shirai show up, get right into Raquel Gonzalez's face, and push the contract right into her face. Yeah. Later on, Dakota Kai got them a tag team match, um, because she still wants. To show people that they're a dominant tag team? Alright. Raquel didn't really seem like she cared for that, but uh she could I think she said she can get behind reminding everybody that they're dominant. Yeah. Yeah. We saw a promo from the Grizzled Young Veterans cut on uh MSK saying that they have a receipt coming. This was also done from what looked like a home. Uh, somebody else pointed out that perhaps they were also COVID affected. Oh, interesting. We don't know. Next, Next up, match had Champa pick up the victory over Marcel Barthel. Um, yeah, Champa attacked Barth- Barthel during the uh, entrance, and uh, you're, you got me now questioning Barthel. It's Bartel, I think, isn't it? Marcel Bartel. Yeah, it's Bartel, I believe. But Champa attacked him during the entrance. Can we just say Marcel? Sure. But he attacked him nonstop action, hard-hitting action from then on. 
Uh, I believe this was supposed to be a tag team match, but Thatcher was not there. And um, Alexander Wolfe was not there. Hmm. Walter returns after this. Champa tried Huge to fight Eichner and Walter, but he couldn't. That... Wolf, like I said, not nowhere, nowhere in sight. Something that Champa kept pointing out earlier in the night. But that that chop, yeah, from from Walter. Oh, he didn't even wind that up. Nope, he didn't even wind that up. If he wound that up. He probably would have knocked Champa's soul out of him. I cannot wait to see Walter. It, WrestleMania on... week is super nuts. What it's do you mean? Very crazy. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on it in a moment. But okay. After that, we saw L.A. Knight defeat August Gray. Bronson Reed came out. Oh no, no, Austin Gray defeated L.A. Knight. No. No, no, I was right. L.A. Knight defeated Austin Gray. <laughs> Jeez. Bronson Reed comes out, tries to distract L.A. Knight by putting on his jacket and ripping it, just tearing it to shreds. Um, and I thought it was a good first match for him, in, 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 or a good first match back, I should say, in NXT. I, I think it's weird that it wasn't Bronson, though, after well, last I week. Well, I guess that's building up to Bronson. Yeah, but after last week, Bronson, I mean... It was made that for us that it was going to be tonight. You know, I think that they could have done something to stop that. Like maybe LA Knight be like, I got to choose when I was going to appear and I'm going to choose my opponent and it's not going to be you. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had a vignette of uh, Isaiah Lee. Love yeah, it. The, the focus of that was that obstacles will be removed. That being Caden Carter, I believe, still. And Casey Catanzaro. Yeah. I'm happy to see them all in a storyline. Yeah. Being used like this. And uh, in the main, main event of NXT, we saw Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch, the tag team champions, successfully retain the titles over Finn Balor and Karrion Cross, the, the NXT champion Finn Balor. We saw Birch get victory. taken out and checked on by medical staff during this. Yeah, uh, ho- hopefully he's okay. You know, there was I, stuff. Yeah, that... I don't know. I don't. I don't know if we saw any like update from that. But Finn Balor, man, hits a huge shotgun dropkick to Oni Lorcan, which takes Scarlet out. A huge bump by Scarlet. I feel hey, like she's... she went flying. Yeah, she sold it really well. Karrion Cross ends up attacking Finn Balor. Oni Larkin takes advantage of that. And then Cross hits Oni Larkin with some Doomsday Saidos, hits Balor with a Doomsday Saido, and chokes him out. Scarlet stops him, which I thought was interesting. Not something you think you would see. Yeah. But she helps. Finn Balor back up and then like signals to carrying cross. He hits a running forearm to end NXT. I, I liked NXT this week. Yeah. But no, what Moving else we over got? to NXT UK. This was, um, I was worried about this because at 
4 p.m. Normally NXT UK is on at 3, but this week was on at 4. 4 p.m. NXT UK was nowhere to be found on Peacock. Uh-oh. WWE Network launched on Peacock this week. It's a absolute freaking mess there, but uh, they finally added NXT UK maybe around like 4.04, but they added they added it in full. It wasn't like we were watching it on the live channel that they have there. Like we would watch the pay-per-views and stuff. Uh-huh. So if they're going to give us the full episode like that all the time, sometimes before NXT starts on the network uh, UK, you could like refresh it over and over again. And it'll finally like go live to where you can like scroll through it. Yeah. So you could like skip over the Roman Reigns commercial that you've seen like a million times. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be, like, faster to watch. So I used to do that to watch on the network. But if they're going to give that to us and we're not going to have to watch it live, we could just actually scroll through it and, like, skip over the commercial breaks and stuff. I think that's fantastic. It just sucks that there's a lot of negatives about the WWE stuff on Peacock so far, but... I let it roll out. Give it some time. Well, no. Well, I no. I don't mind the content that's there right now. Uh-huh. And I think they're doing a really good job at rolling stuff out. They're adding a lot more and more each day, which I definitely appreciate that. I did not think we were going to get like the the independent stuff that they've been adding to WWE Network. Mm. But they actually did. But the stuff that sucks is that it's not organized. You click into the WWE Hub and you want to find a certain event. You got to scroll all the way down, scroll all the way to the left or the right, depending on how your system is set up. Uh, you have to click all shows, and all shows you have every single WWE thing there. So it's your WWE 24, it's your Super Showdown, WCW Greed, all together, and in alphabetical order. You think SmackDown's going to be S? You think Raw's going to be R? It's Monday Night Raw. It's Friday Night SmackDown. So you have to go out and look for these certain things in alphabetical order to find what you want. I just wish we would get like a certain, like if you want WCW pay-per-views, here it is. If you want ECW pay-per-views, here it is. WWE pay-per-views, here it is. Mm-hmm. Retired WWE pay-per-views, here it is. Yeah. More like WWE Network was. The terrible search function is still terrible. And we don't have the match markers, which absolutely sucks. But mm-hmm. yeah, that that was a cool feature that I always liked. But yeah, and I, I, yeah, and this, and I still, it sucks that I'm not going to be able to screenshot the network anymore because NBC blocks it. Really? That's yeah, interesting. NBC, Disney Plus, all those HBO Max, they all block uh-huh. it. Block it. But um, I was able to go do some slooping this week using the WW networks, not something I could do on the Peacock WW network, uh-huh. but my friend sent me a picture of the rock and Rocky Johnson together and Rocky Johnson in the same exact spot where the rock had his has a Brahma bull tattoo. No. And I'm like, I have seen this photograph dozens of times and not once did I notice that he's got a Brahma bull tattoo. <laughs> Really? 
So I go look up to see when The Rock got his Brahma Bull tattoo. He didn't have it at WrestleMania 13, so I'm going through everything. It had to have been between the Monday Night Raw. They they taped Monday Night Raw a week earlier, the one before um, the go-home show to Bad Blood. Uh-huh. So in between that and actually Bad Blood, that's when he would have gotten the, the tattoo in the, the week span or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or two-week span. Yeah. I don't know if Rocky Johnson got it at the same time as him or what, but be interesting to know. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. But NXT UK, we saw Nathan Fraser, who was Ben Carter, picks up the victory over Ashton Smith. Then they announce NXT UK prelude taking place on April 8th. Um, Mako Satamora picks up the victory over Danny Luna. Walter comes out, wants a new challenger, and Rampage Brown steps up. Walter goes to walk away. Rampage stops him, pushes him to the ground. I don't see Rampage Brown taking the title from Walter, but this match is taking place at Prelude. So you have... Monday Night Raw, you have the Hall of Fame, you have NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 1, NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 2. Earlier in the day, though, you have NXT UK Prelude. I I don't know if Walter's going to be on Stand and Deliver, but it seems like he's probably going to be on Stand and Deliver. Mm-hmm. Main event, though, saw Jordan Devlin defeat Trent Seven to retain the NXT UK, not the NXT UK, just the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Trent Seven made the weight, made cut cut to 205 Live, uh, not 205 Live, 205. And uh, I thought it was a good match, but that, I guess, is what Santos Escobar said, to go go back and, and get rid of, get get all your affairs in order. And then face me at Stand and Deliver. So I guess this was Jordan Devlin's final NXT UK match for now? I would assume so. Uh, But more speaking about WrestleMania week, we saw announced on Thursday via Corey Graves uh, after the Bell podcast that the next inductee to the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2021 joining Molly Holly is Eric Bischoff. He's back. Definitely long overdue. Yeah, of course. To the point where I was questioning why he was not included with NWO last year. He should have been. 100%. Now NWO, this is a very uh, WCW heavy induction class 2020 and 2021 now. Why? There's nobody else for 2021 yet. Well... Well, no, we have Eric Bischoff and Molly Holly. Yes, yeah. Molly Holly made her name off of WWE, but she put time and work in WCW as well. So Did she? What do you mean, did she? Yeah, she was Miss Madness. I have to go back and watch. I don't remember. Yeah, she would. She was with... Um, with Macho? Uh, yeah, Macho Man, um, Mona. She was Mona in, in WCW as well. I don't remember. But she was in, I think Medusa was in that group as well. I think. Very interesting. But 
they announced the hosts of WrestleMania will be Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil. I know a lot of people are puzzled that Titus O'Neil is a host of WrestleMania, but he's like Mr. Tampa. Why would anybody even question that? Yeah, he's Mr. Tampa over there. He, oh yeah, there's Molly Holly. <laughs> Interesting. But, um, yeah, he is incredible, Titus O'Neil. So, as a host, I think that that would be, in, that's insane that anybody would even question why. And he was kind of the the kind of the host last year as well. Kind of after um, Gronk took that dive, or I think it was after. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Was it after Gronk or was it after the Firefly Funhouse? I think it was after Firefly Funhouse. I don't remember. It was. It became a meme. That's what all we have to do. All we have to know is that it became a meme. Uh-huh. Um, but the last tidbit of news, we didn't speak about it last week because I didn't want to because it wasn't confirmed or anything. But Andrade tweeted this week that all the rumors of him asking for his release and not receiving it are true. That's interesting that he didn't receive it. It's unfortunate that that he asked for his release and, and he's not being used. Yeah, he's... he's Andrade great. and... Uh, Alistair Black just sitting there doing nothing. There has to be more to it. There has to be more to it. I don't know if this has anything to do with Andrade or not, but Charlotte was removed from the WrestleMania poster. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I don't know. I Honestly, I could see... I don't see Alistair Black hanging in WWE for much longer. I mean, Zelina Vega, we already know, is not in WWE anymore. So, perhaps they go together to AEW or somewhere else. We don't know. Yeah. But if Andrade ends up elsewhere. Yeah. And Charlotte follows him. That would be, that would be huge. That's like dumb on WWE's part. I mean, as much as we could talk trash about Charlotte for all day, if anybody else picks her up, she just she just got the lead role in, a, I believe, a USA Network television program. Huh? In a remake of Walking Tall. Remake. Remake, remake. I think at this point. Why are they remaking it? It's not a movie this time. It's a television show. Oh. All right. She she's gonna play the lead that The Rock, I guess, once played. Uh huh. So that's gonna suck. If I don't know, not necessarily. Yeah. But no if the flares end up in AEW somehow, you guys messed up. Yep. <laughs> for sure. Just use Andrade. We've we've for years have already said he's a huge star. We're just waiting for that moment he becomes WWE champion or something. Just use him. Yeah. I don't understand what's happening there. Uh, But moving over to SmackDown, it opens up with Sasha Banks picking up the victory over Nia Jax to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bianca Belair came out during this, even though she said she wasn't going to. Um, And then she and Shayna Baszler got into the ring. Baszler accidentally 
kicks Nia Jax. Sasha takes advantage of that and picks up the victory. I do have to give Nia Jax credit here. I don't know if we've seen this before. Uh, I'm pretty sure we've seen her do the stretch muffler, but she did the stretch muffler into the turnbuckle, which I thought was cool. That That was really cool. We saw Seth Rollins come out, speak about Cesaro, say that he's jealous of him. And then Nakamura came out. We don't know if it was to stick up for Cesaro or not, but he told Seth Rollins to shut up. Rollins goes to attack Nakamura. Nakamura ducks it and kicks him. I want Rollins and Nakamura. Well, we're getting that at the pay-per-view. Yeah, I want it at WrestleMania. Rollins uh, retreats but goes back for more and got hit with the Kinshasa. Uh, I know you wanted WrestleMania, but I think we're getting. I think the the signs are there. Cesaro versus Rollins. I think yeah, that would be Cesaro's true. first singles match at WrestleMania. That's very true. That's more likely. After that, we saw the Mysterios pick up the victory over the Street Profits. Montez Ford hitting one of the craziest, hardest clotheslines I have ever seen to Dominic. Absolutely insane. Uh, we saw Angelo Dawkins at one point kind of kick Rey Mysterio to block him. Dominic reverses that into a pin and picks up the victory. Very surprised. Say it again. I was very surprised by that. Yeah. Uh, but they're, I, I, I don't know if this is going to turn into a four corners match or whatnot or a fatal four-way tag team match. I could see it becoming that, especially with everything that was going on. Yeah, we saw the Alpha Academy come out afterwards and say that they're the ones that deserve the title opportunity. And they deserve it especially before the Mysterios. They turn their backs on them. Mysterios took advantage of that. Leads into the match uh, where the Alpha Academy picks up the victory over the Mysterios. Gable hits that Chaos Theory. Otis hits the Middle Rope Splash. And then the Dirty Dogs who were out there doing commentary said that they'll defend... The title's against anyone. So, I feel like we're going to get a Fatal 4-Way gimmick like that. I definitely agree with you. And I like the spot where Gable and uh, Dominic, where Dominic did the like a, the sunset flip pin. Do you remember that spot? Go on. Where he did like that pinning spot. I don't think it was the end of the match. But... He was up on his... I forgot if he was on his shoulder. I think he was on his shoulders, Gable's shoulders. And then he went to roll through and do a sunset flip into the pin. And it kind of looked off, but then it looked really unique and cool. It was towards the end of the match. I feel like you're talking about the... the, I don't even know what move to call it that Dominic always does that I have no idea what to call it. It's like a body cradle, almost? No, no, thing. no. It wasn't the body cradle. Oh, then I don't remember the sunset yeah. flip spot. But Yeah, it, it was pretty cool. I mean, it wasn't really sunset flip. I just don't know really how else to call it. I liked before the, the setup of that match, during the setup, I should say, Chad Gable calling Dominic Shorty. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Yeah. I feel like Dominic's taller than Chad Gable. Yeah. Um, but after that, we saw Daniel Bryan come out, speak about Edge and Jey Uso's match. Then he spoke about Fastlane. He said that he knows he could beat Roman Reigns and he can make him tap out. 
Roman Reigns came out, said no. Nobody can tap him out. I didn't know that Roman Reigns was never never tapped out. Now, I wanted to look that out. Is, I don't know if that's that, true or not. Yeah, is that legit? I'm going to take Roman Reigns' word for that. I just don't know. I don't want to take his word. I will. Why? Why not? I don't know. It's not something to make up. I don't know. I, it's something I can't you could easily it. disprove. You gotta watch tape. True, true. Speaking of tapes, though, Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens were backstage. Uh, Sammy again asking Kevin Owens to be in the documentary, and Kevin said no and questioned if Sammy Zayn might be twisting things to fit his agenda. Maybe, maybe he's. I don't even know the right word. Not delusional, but seeing things that aren't there. Wow. This is this is back in 2018 that these articles are out there saying, uh, and 2019 that Roman Reigns has never tapped out before. It's interesting. Yeah, something very much interesting as well. Another wrestler that's never tapped out is uh, Scott Steiner. I don't think Pat McAfee has either. Braun Strowman has never. What about yeah. Vince? <laughs> uh, no, on, on on this list that they got, it's Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Piper, Andre, Warrior, Braun, Goldberg, Ronda Rousey, Yokozuna, Steiner, and Roman Reigns. Hmm. Yeah. But later on, they had the match, King Corbin versus Sami Zayn. Before it, they aired what I think was one of the funniest video packages that they've ever had in WWE. Samoa Joe too. Just calling the match, uh, they called it the match that nobody asked for. And it was like a huge like build-up sort of promo, like the immovable force versus the whatever object, whatever they call that. But it was like the goofy nicknames for Sami Zayn and King Corbin. I thought it was really funny. Uh, well done for whoever thought to do that. Mm-hmm. King Corbin picks up the victory over Sami Zayn, though. We saw Sami Zayn cheat a couple of times. Um, and then afterwards, when Sami Zayn questioned the conspiracy to Kevin Owens, who was out there on commentary, Kevin Owens said he saw Sami cheat and that nobody's out to get him. And that led to Sami Zayn attacking Kevin Owens. And a while back, I'm like, I don't ever want to see Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens again. But that was like years ago, I feel like. It was years ago. And now I'm like, oh my God. Are we about to see Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens at WrestleMania? I would love it. Why not? I would work out for it. We saw a last man standing match, WrestleMania 28 weekend, between Kevin Owens and El Generico at Ring of Honor, Showdown in the Sun. Yeah. So, for them to go from that to the actual grand stage of them all, WrestleMania, I would be more than happy. It just sucks that the crowd's... Well, the crowd is going to be there. The crowd is going to be there. It's almost, if not right now, it's almost sold out. I think they sold 20-something thousand tickets. I'm so curious to see how this is going to look. Well, we saw it already. We saw exactly how it's going to look, except there's less people now at WrestleMania, I believe. 
We yeah, look at the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. We don't know if they're going to have cardboard things, but... Are they making it mandatory to get tested before you come in? I don't think it's mandatory to get tested, but you have to, like, sign a waiver and stuff. Well, I guess it's Florida, so, I mean... You'd be a dick if you didn't get tested beforehand, though. A hundred percent. Yeah. But they announced... They also announced that you, you can't bring a bag. You can't even bring a clear plastic bag. Just the clutch. I would be screwed. <laughs> I would be absolutely screwed if I couldn't bring that in. Mm-hmm. But they end up, uh, after that, we saw Big E and Apollo Crews in a split screen interview where Big E basically just warned Apollo Crews that he's going to be getting everything that he deserves. I and didn't. Apollo Crews it was a weird promo from Big E. Yeah, it was. Because it wasn't. I don't know if it was like him trying to like be super aggressively angry or whatnot, but it just, it didn't even sound like him. No, but Cruz basically said that he deserves a title. Big E goes looking for Apollo Cruz and they end up brawling. What I didn't like about this was Apollo Cruz, like starting to back down from him. He also ran away on with the golf cart. Yeah. But, Earlier in the night, we saw Nia Jax get pissed off at Shayna Baszler and made Shayna kind of right the wrong. So Baszler went to get a match against Bianca Belair. Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair ends in a no contest. But before that, Sasha Banks comes out and says she's going to be leaving Bianca Belair to herself. And during the match, Nia Jax ends up leaving. And what happens that gets the no contest? Natalia and Tamina come out and attack them. They've been a, on a roll so far with SmackDown. After Fastlane, I have no idea what the hell's happening with the women's tag team titles. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. I don't know if it'll be like a situation where, um, sort of like WrestleMania 35... For the uh-huh. titles, where it was a, what was it, were there five teams or four teams? I don't remember. I think it was four teams. The Iconics won. Boston Hug Connection were the champions. Uh, Beth Phoenix and Natalia were in it, and then Nia Jax and Tamina were a team. So huh. a fatal four-way then. Oh, yeah. So we don't know what's going to happen with that yet. Yeah, The main event of SmackDown, for the first time in, I believe, over 10 years, or almost 10 years, uh-huh. Edge picks up the victory over Jey Uso. It was a good match. I, I totally really... I agree with you. And it, was, it felt so good to see Edge back on SmackDown. And this was uh, the anniversary of him... Winning the championship. It was the actual anniversary? Or the... Wasn't it, what, 10 years to the... Wasn't it? What did they show before with him cashing in? I think they were saying that it's cashing. Well, throughout the night, they were playing a bunch of those those, uh, videos. Oh. 
December, June, February, April. Mm. So no. All right. But I did really enjoy seeing Edge back in action. I liked that um, gear. I really enjoyed not enjoyed, I but I liked his gear. <laughs> I thought it was cool. I liked uh yeah, cuz we don't normally see like the the baby blue with Edge. Yeah. Um but I thought it was really good that Jay Uso focused a lot on Edge's ribs here. Yeah, we know I feel like they did it in part. a different way. Yeah. And let's not forget Roman Reigns. Yeah, Roman spear. Reigns after the match hits Edge with that spear. Daniel Wish Bryan he's... goes to help him. And he's going right after that ribcage with that spear. Yeah. But Daniel Bryan goes to help him and Jey Uso attacks him. Yeah. Moving on to Fast Lane. Taking place, Tropicana Field, WWE Thunderdome. Um, we got Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. Gonna Rollins. Say Rollins, yeah. Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon, I'm going to assume doesn't actually happen. Yeah, I'll go no contest with you. Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus in a no-holds-barred match. I'm going to say Drew McIntyre. Unless that's when Brock Mc... Lesnar returns. Yeah, I'll go with I'll go with McIntyre. <laughs> um Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss. Is this also uh, gonna be a no contest? I'm gonna go Alexa Bliss. You know I think I am too. I'm gonna say Alexa Bliss as well. Yeah. For the United States Championship, Riddle will be defending the title against Mustafa Ali. I'm going to say Riddle. You know what? He just won the championship, didn't he? Pretty much, Riddle? Yeah. Darn. Recently. Yeah, because I kind of think that it would be good if Ali did. But I'm going to go with Riddle. For the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending them against SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks and the Royal Rumble winner, Bianca Belair. I'm going to go with, uh, I'll go with Banks. Could we, I don't know. Because if that happens and the tag team titles either get well, actually, there's two days of WrestleMania. Well, are the, are the championships on the line? Yeah. Oh. But there's two nights of WrestleMania. They could literally have Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair in main event night one. Or something. And then have them be on the card for the, the, the women's match. Or they do both matches in the same night. I don't know. Huh. Like, part of me also feels like Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair could win, but now we have the involvement of Natalia and Tamina, so... Yeah, but that's also why I, I didn't pick Nia Jax, because I feel like... Oh, no. I'm going to say Banks and I, I'm Belair. Su- <laughs> I'm switching. I'm going Nia Jax and uh, Baszler. Okay. 
Uh, for the WWE Intercontinental Championship, Big E is defending the title against Apollo Crews. I'm sticking with Big E. I'm going Apollo Crews. And for the WWE Universal Championship with Edge the special guest enforcer, what? No, I keep on changing my answers, but he's not going to win. Stick to Crews. Okay, Roman Reigns defending the title against Daniel Bryan. I'm going to say Roman Reigns. I'm going Roman Reigns as well. All right, that's fast lane. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, me and you have the same picks for everything, unless no, no because I I pick different picks. people. I didn't pick yeah, Apollo Crews, and I didn't pick Shane yeah, Baszler, exactly. Nia Jax. Yeah, I think that you. I think that you everything that you picked is what's going to win though. I don't know. I don't like my picks. <laughs> I like yours more. But uh that's the pay-per-view. Hey Brandon. Hey Brandon. Any shout-outs? Hey wow, this is Owen Wilson. You're listening to Brandon Shoutout. First shout-out goes to the King of Queens. They did a reunion table read this week, and it was really cool to see them all together again, uh, unfortunately, uh, obviously, without Jerry Stiller. Yeah, I don't know um, why, but I was expecting you to say Kings of Wrestling. No. But yeah. I also learned, I did not know, they did a whole pilot episode or, or part of a pilot without Jerry Stiller as Arthur. He was, originally, he was originally going to be Arthur and then pulled out, so they replaced him. And it wasn't working, so they called him again, I believe, and Stiller ended up doing it. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, you could see the footage on YouTube. Hmm. But the next shout-out goes to WrestleMania 20. It's been 17 years since that event, which is absolutely insane. But I always enjoy watching it around this time of year. It was March 14th, so I, I watched it this past week. And the last shout-out goes to Meeting Stone Cold, which is a new 30-minute documentary that they added to WWE Network on March 16th, Stone Cold Steve Austin Day, 316 Day. They had a couple of wrestlers talking about their first impressions of Stone Cold Steve Austin uh-huh. and what it was like to be in the ring with him. So it was cool. Uh, they celebrated three sixteen the the whole week. Any on, uh, on different programs highlights from it? No, but on oh, what is the other the? Give me a second. I'll look it up because it's on Peacock as well now. Uh, the birth of the stunner. I always thought Stone Cold Steve Austin took the stunner from the whippersnapper from Mikey Whipwreck. No, he did it. He did it. The first one he did was to Savio Vega. Right. I meant like take them like where he got the move from. Not who he did it. Oh, no, I think it was from. uh... If you know who was the person who came up with the stunner, I will be shocked. I I definitely do. There's because, no way. Because <laughs> I feel like he spoke about it on his on this show before. It's, it's not the, wild it's not Wildcat, right? Who's Wildcat? There's 
I forgot the <laughs> guy's name. I don't know I who Wildcat Wild is. Wildcat Wild is a belt something. creator. I forgot, but he may have been the originator of the super kick. So it was Michael Hayes who came up with the the move, and he was injured at the time. Gave it to Jimmy Garvin, who used it in WCW. It was just the the you grab him by the neck and you fall. Uh huh. In WWE, Michael Hayes suggested to Steve Austin, maybe you should use this move. So he used it, and and for a good amount of time, he would do it, just like the the dropping jawbreaker kind of. And then eventually Stone Cold Steve Austin was the one who decided to add the kick and everything else to it. So I had no idea that it was Michael Hayes that came up with that. I kind of feel like I did. I think he credits Michael Hayes a lot on his podcast for pretty much everything. I just thought it was a whippersnapper, given their history. I never thought it was a whippersnapper. But those are my shout-outs. It was... Not Wildcat. It was Gentleman, Chris Adams. Oh, Chris Adams, yeah. Yeah. Those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... Our... Mark Out Moment of the Week! That is right, our Mark Out Moment of the Week... I happened to be up super, super early for some reason on Monday, mm-hmm. and I listen to the radio when I when I go to sleep, and I woke up to some morning zoo show talking about, uh, or they were doing trivia, and one of the trivia questions, it was all Grammy-related trivia, but one of the trivia questions was about whether or not Bad Bunny was a WWE champion. So I popped, like I literally I woke up and one of the very first things I heard was them talking about Bad Bunny. That's funny. Being a champion in WWE. So I thought that was cool. Um, for me, I marked out for 316 day. I always do. Did you wear um, a Steve Austin shirt? Yep, I wore my Steve Austin shirt that day as well. As, as did I. Yes, I, I always wear my Stone Cold shirt on 316 day. Um, let's see. I also, I feel like there was so, there was so many things that took place. Um, I hate to say it, but I marked out for Peter Rosenberg on the radio because Ugh. every I, I marked out because I always mark out for whenever he brings up wrestling on ESPN radio. Yeah. So... I always think it's cool. Like the, today, he brought up how the first, uh, how he's been to Texas Stadium or whatever for WrestleMania before, and it always like perks my ears whenever I hear anything wrestling related on the radio. Texas Stadium, uh, Dallas, AT and T Stadium, brother. Yeah, that guy. They don't pay that much money for you to not say their name. That's true. That's not that they're true. paying us. So if you want to continue to say Texas Stadium, whatever, but. Or they could always consider paying us. I mean, yeah, that's always an option too. Um, I also marked out ra- very randomly. There was a video. I think Ric Flair might have posted it. Darius Rucker playing Wagon Wheel with him, just him and Ric Flair sitting there. Really? Yeah, it was unexpected to see, and I thought it was really cool. 
Um, and we know uh, Darius Rucker is a big wrestling fan, so that's always cool. I'm going to have to check that out because Wagon Wheel is one of my uh, favorite songs. But do you know who wrote Wagon Wheel? Oh. Of course you don't. I'm going to go with uh, Wagon Wheel. Wagon Wheel. Give me yeah. a hint. Uh, folk? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to give... I mean, I could say Sting as a as a clue as well, but... um, The other guy from the police. No. Actually, it was partly written by one of the members of Old Crow Medicine show. Uh-huh. Who had the who had their original release of the song. But it was also lyrics from Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, there was a song that he had. I was gonna say Bob Dylan, but it didn't make sense to me to say Bob Dylan. Yeah, it was never released. There was only like a bootleg recording of it, and I believe it was called Rock Me Mama. Uh-huh. And the guy from Old Crow um medicine show finished it and they released it as wagon wheel that's very interesting yeah very cool but that's the mark out moment of the week that is episode 528 wow yeah check us out twitter at marking out BTTG161 on uh, Instagram as well at Chris Sweendog at Dave the Rave underscore MO. Subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash out 11 That's the same as Instagram, facebook.com slash out Follow us, um, not follow us, go to pro wrestlingtees.com slash out for some t shirts, some merch. Use the code regardless for 20% off and free shipping over at manscaped.com. Twitch.tv slash marking out. Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. Stitcher Radio. Spotify Podcasts. Markingout.com. We wish you the, the best of luck in your future, future endeavors. endeavors. Have a fan.